Welcome to the Parenting in Uniform podcast. My name is Claudia. I became a mom after 16 years of active duty service. That's when I discovered the disparity in knowledge amongst our military leaders concerning service members who are pregnant, postpartum, breastfeeding, and just dealing with military life while balancing families at home. I hope this podcast helps to enlighten us all on parenting while serving our nation. Hello, everyone. Today, we'll be speaking with Sergeant Washington, and she's a soldier who I worked with back at Fort Bragg and a single mom. So today's focus will be on single parenthood in the military and the various challenges that go along hand with that. So welcome, Sergeant Washington. Can you tell us a little bit about your background in the military? Yes, I've been in for almost 15 years now. I became a single mom back in 2014 when I was in Alaska, and now I'm back in Alaska again. Yeah, you're in quarantine in Alaska. You're, yeah, yeah, and I'm reason. on quarantine currently. I can't even start in processing until the end of July. Mm-hmm. And so your daughter's not with you, right? No, she's currently with her grandmother in uh, Maryland. She's going to come up later in August before school starts. Hopefully school starts. Hopefully it starts. If not, then that's full daycare again. That right. I gotta pay for. <laughs> right. So this has been, you know, your lifestyle for quite some time. And how old is your daughter now? She's currently six. So does it get easier once they're in school? A little bit, but when you have the pandemic going on and everything financially it it doesn't get better it kind of like you want it to get better financially because before and after school care is going to be cheaper than a full day of care you Mm -hmm. know so now the pandemic's been going on so it's been like a full day of care and it's like I still have a newborn (laughs) oh right I know that's how I've been is spending a lot more money now on babysitters yeah or yeah so Tell us just a little bit about, you know, kind of what your typical day is between dealing with BD and just handling everything on your own. So normally on post, on post, all post care or whatever you decide, I normally drop my daughter off by 5.30. So I'm able to get to PT formation on time. And if the daycare opens at 5.30, some of them open at 6. So if they open at 6, then I'm rushing the PT, you know, hopefully it's no traffic that I can make it on time. All depends on your leadership, if they give you a hard time or not. But most of the time, they might give you a hard time because it's like, you know, they can't show favoritism either. So I do that and then I do a full day of work and then I have to get off at least by 1700 every day to make it to the daycare by 1800 before they close. Now, say if I'm working late, I'm getting there at 1800 and I'm having to pay $5 a minute because I'm late for working at work. Right. And, so, and just debit that out of your account automatically, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So there's no arguing with them. It's happening. <laughs> no, no exception. Yeah. Right. Oh, man, I hope I wasn't responsible for that ever for you. (laughs) No, no, you wasn't. Um, It doesn't happen often, but the last time it happened, I was just like, I just can't do that no more. Like, I I have to leave at a certain time. And, you know, I have to say, until I became a parent, I really didn't know about 
those strict hour rules and the late fees that the child care services mm -hmm. all have, all the CDC on post. And so I just want to point out to all the parents out there, you really need to speak up your chain of command because they don't necessarily know what the CDC hours are. And they do vary from installation to installation. Yes, they do. Mm -hmm. So definitely always speak up and make sure your supervisors are aware of those restrictions because $5 a minute, that adds up really fast. <laughs> yes. Them. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. And so, you got that five o'clock traffic too when everybody's getting off of work. You got to keep that in mind too. Right, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're very dependent on, it sounds like your mom too is. Yeah, my mom and dad, like um, they're, they're still married and they're still like young and moving around pretty good. So I'm able to, you know, send my daughter there or they'll come up here and fly back with her and everything. When I was in Fort Bragg, it was a little easier because they were like five hours away. Mm -hmm. So now I'm in Alaska. It's going to be a little, you know, more difficult because they got to take a flight now. And I don't know what's going to come up at work where hopefully they'll give me some type of leeway. Like, hey, this is coming up. It's not no last minute, like, deal problems or nothing. So normally that's not the case, but it can't happen, you know. Right, you just don't have that flexibility because you don't have any other live-in assistance with you. Yeah. Yeah, so as far as that's concerned, how does family care plan work for you? The family care plan, like, I know sometimes I'm having to depend on civilian friends to help me out um, as far as a short-term mm -hmm. family care plan. Like, hey, I might need you to have duty, you know, 24-hour duty, and I can't just fly my mom out for a day for that, you know? Right. So I'm like, hey, you know, can my daughter come stay tonight? You know, and I, but I got to really trust them, and you can't trust everyone with your children. Too much crazy stuff going on in the world. You know, once I trust someone, like, you know, I just build that trust with them. And then my daughter's older now, so she can talk. So it's... it's I know it probably could be difficult for babies because babies really can't speak up for themselves, but my daughter can tell me, like, you know, if she's being mistreated or not, you know. Right. But, yeah, I, I just use my civilian friends for, like, my family care plan, you know, wherever I go. You know, I try to keep those relationships because you never know when you're going to need someone. That's true. Because I have a civilian friend here that I could use, but I wouldn't want, that wouldn't be my first go-to, but... If I had to, I know I could use her. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I was going to say, you know, for my family care plan, and, and family care plans are the same whether you're a dual military or single parent, yeah. right? So regardless, you have to come up with the, the whole plan, have everything notarized and approved yeah, on both sides. Yeah. And just for them to go on post. I know on post they need it for sure. Mm-hmm. And then to go on post. And then you needed it at your unit as well. So Right. Yeah. Yeah. What are some challenges that you face, you think, as a single parent versus having a father or somebody else home there to help you out? Um, the challenges are you can become a little overwhelmed. You gotta remember to do self-care. Like it's not like a lot of self-care or me time for yourself. You know, you have a baby, of course, it's yeah. gonna be a little more difficult. But like when you have a job that's challenging too, it, it makes it a little more difficult because, you know, the army, we can't just call in or no or, sick days. <laughs> no sick days like that. So you just gotta keep going. And then when you get out of work, you're like, Oh, I gotta go be happy and be a mom, you know. 
Mm-hmm. But it's really like no winding down until the children go to sleep. And then you think about it, your your kids are in daycare for 12 hours a day. Somebody else is parenting them for 12 hours a day. You get home and you're like, you only get so much time before they're asleep, you know? Right. So, I know. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. So somebody else is definitely raising my child every day of the week. Mm-hmm. And right now, my, my, my son's sleeping at 10, 15 p.m. <laughs> Which is, yeah, we have a 10-hour difference between you and me right now. It works for me. Yeah, and I, I get so much done after 9 p.m. when he's asleep. to Take advantage of that time. Yeah, um, I think it just all depends on what unit you're in and everything, because it could be a lot. It could be more stressful if you currently have your chain of command, like basically like throwing up family care plan, family care plan in your face. And it's just oh, like just making it more stressful to be a single parent. Right. So when you work with your soldiers more, like you'll get more reaction from them as far as them coming up with a plan. But like don't make it more stressful than what it is already. And I have to say, as far as PT goes, I'm really fortunate because I'm in a unit right now that does not require PT formation. And if I needed to wake my kid up even earlier for childcare, I mean, he'd be a really angry child. <laughs> so right now he's yeah. happy. Everything's good. He's getting the amount of sleep he needs, but he simply wouldn't get enough sleep in the sort of time that he wants to be asleep if I had to deal with PT in the morning, PT formation in particular. Because I know if I didn't have to deal with PT formation and school was running on a regular schedule, I, I didn't even have to pay for it. Uh, before care I would only have to just pay for aftercare you know but it is all depends on the unit you're in and everything like you said right so anything else that stands out to you about being unique as far as being a single parent in the military I know like some people I know me myself like I'm challenged every year with man like I just want to be a mom you know but you know we we raise our hand you know to to serve this country and you know I'll I'll I wouldn't change it for the world, but, you know, some days I'm like, man, like, this can really be taking me away from my daughter, like, all the time, you know, like, but I have, like, five years left before I retire. This is going to make me not serve over 20 because I want to make sure I'm there for her, like, especially she's going to be 12 when I retire and I'll be 38 years old. I'll be able to spend more time with her, especially getting started in middle school, high school, mm-hmm. and everything. I'll be able to be around. So I'm just, I'm hanging in there for the last five years and just know that it's going to get better. Right. And that pension will be huge to give you a little yeah. bit of freedom if you do find a job afterwards as well. So that's, exactly. That's sort of my thing too. I haven't really committed to how much more time I'll have once I hit 20, if I'm going to stay in or retire. And it's it's really going to be dependent on how the army can support my son. And yeah, exactly. Be there for him and everything too. Yeah. Cause I know like most people's dream is like, yeah, to be a star major and everything. But like, if it's going to keep taking me away from my daughter, then I just have to settle with just like master sergeant, you know? <laughs> That's fantastic achievement to have yep. all yeah well good luck I hope you make it the E8 for sure yeah. yeah you definitely you're a really hard charger paratrooper fantastic logistician so we work together at Fort Bragg so I can I can speak for you for sure yeah is there anything else that stands out to you worth mentioning because 
it is unique being in the military because you do also deal with exercises and deployments. Dumps, you know, night, night jumps. You can't just go to your unit and be like, hey, can you keep me on day jumps? <laughs> oh, I know. I, I can imagine. I've been really fortunate. You know, and I've done TDYs since my son has been born. He's only 14 months now. So it hasn't been that long. I've been able to bring him with me on TDYs and I bring a nanny along as well. And so oh, I have to cover, good. yes, I have to cover her expenses. It's been worth it for me. I, I pay for her travel expenses and I don't have to worry about paying like hourly rate normally. She's happy to, to come along on the trips. She even got a trip TDY to Washington, D.C., which is a huge deal. As well, yeah. Away from Germany. So that's been a bonus for her and and my son's been able to have somebody consistent to bond with as well during the day. So that's been really fortunate for me. But I couldn't imagine if I needed to go to the field. She isn't necessarily going to want to take care of him night and day, 24-7, several yeah. days. And that's not what child care is for. That's what the family care plan is for to cover down. But even so, I mean, you were saying you rely on friends to help you out, but Friends will help you out for a few hours. Here for a few hours, maybe a, to spend a night or a staff duty or something, but not five days straight. Yeah, Exactly, right. Yeah. Certainly not a deployment. And that's when family becomes really important, but we don't all necessarily have family that can handle that. And I'm fortunate my yeah. mother is retired now, so she's a great option for me. But, you know, she's not necessarily going to want to have a child for a month at a time oh, grandma that's what she wants to be is a grandma but yeah grandmas are sometimes <laughs> right not a full-time mom again she already raised her three girls so so that's another unique situation with the military versus being a single parent in the civilian sector is that always having to maintain readiness for a deployment but that stress of, oh my goodness, what if we do get called up on deployment? And right. How do they handle yeah. that? Have you deployed since having your daughter? No, I haven't. I've been fortunate enough not to. Um, mm -hmm. I know when I got to brag, um, you guys were already gone. Right. We and were and I, yeah, I missed that one. And no, I haven't since I had my daughter. And I do think about it and I get overwhelmed with emotions when I think about it. I know. <laughs> um, right. Like, I'm just... Think it positive that if I do go somewhere, it's just like TDY or something like that. Has she come with you on any TDYs in school? No, I haven't even been on any TDYs like that where she okay. could come. But maybe like maybe she'll be able to experience that and travel with me because right. she does have a passport. So oh, good, come to Germany, come visit us. <laughs> oh yeah, like I haven't been out there yet. Yeah, so. It's good you're in Alaska, you know, if you're looking to, to find a, a dad for your daughter, because I hear there's a lot of single men there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know it is. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but, um, yeah, I just got to make sure I take my time in that sector, you know, because, you know, all you got to make sure the intentions are good there, you know? Oh, exactly. And now dating definitely is a completely different game when you have your child. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like to discuss or mention? That's pretty much, I think I covered it all. All right, great. Yeah, well, thank you very much, Sergeant Washington, for taking the time to discuss single parenthood in the military and specifically in the army in our situation so best of luck to you yeah. all right great talk to you later okay all right bye good night okay bye-bye
This podcast has no affiliation with the Department of Defense, nor any of the military units or organizations mentioned. This podcast is for information only. Statements and views made by guests are not necessarily those of the host, and no statements should be construed as fact or medical advice.